Good evening. Glad you purpose to be here this evening. I hope that I'll be able to present something to you that'll be beneficial for us in our Christian lives and our Christian walks. I've talked to a couple of people before services about my subject matter this evening, and they said I'm already convicted, so I'm going to go ahead and leave for the, for the evening. I think they did stick around, but nonetheless, hopefully we'll convict ourselves a little bit uh, this evening in some of the things that we need to work on in our Christian walks. I texted Brent a couple of weeks ago and asked him what his subject matter was uh, so that we wouldn't necessarily have the same subjects, uh, which happens from time to time from Sunday morning to Sunday night. And uh, he told me uh, what he was going to be speaking on, and I think uh, what I have to present this evening will be able to dovetail uh, very nicely with it. Uh, by the way, talking about the money, if you, have, uh, if you have extra laying around and want a, an investment, now not necessarily a good investment, but the Mike Hayes Re Retirement Fund is out there if you want to contribute to that. And it is a mutual fund that Lanise and I both will mutually benefit in if you give to it, so... Anyway, that's my attempt at a joke this evening, so uh, it doesn't get any better than that. We'll say that to begin with. You know, when we talk about things that happen in our lives, we recently have been blessed with a lot of rain, for this area anyway. And the way I've seen it is almost three-fourths of what our annual rainfall has happened. Some places have gotten almost their whole annual rainfall in the past month or so. Um, and as you talk to individuals, certain people are saying, yeah, it's, it's nice, but I wish I had more. And, you know, we, we think about the day-to-day, -day, and I think about how uh, 93 degrees, give or take, I think is the high, and I uh, think it was very nice. And a lot of times I'm complaining about the wind out there, but it was a little bit not much wind today, and it was a little bit stuffy out there with the humidity that's in there because of all this rain. And we have a tendency, and I would tell you I have a tendency, to figure out a way to complain. Now, all of us probably know somebody who, from time to time, gets a little bit bitter about things. One of the best examples I have, and I can tell you, uh, Sammy Setliff's, uh, in, in our game playing that we did from time to time with Craig and Sammy and Lanise and I and several others from time to time, when I got a little bit on the downside or I was on the losing side, which some of you can uh, attest to what I'm about to say, I get a little grumpy. And uh, Sammy's favorite saying was to say, oh, you seem like you're a little bitter, Mike. You seem like you're a little bit bitter. And uh, I think in our walks and hopefully the message that we have this evening, that we look at the root of bitterness and we qualify it, we quantify it into our lives, and that we recognize when that root of bitterness is starting to spring up within us. When we talk about even right now for the time of the year it is, even being the 80s and 90s is fairly pleasant for around these parts, um, not being in the hundreds, but we have a tendency to say, okay, well, look at what's not happening. The Johnny Rain Clouds, the Negative Nancys, uh, I think uh, they're called, you could be called a Karen in this day and age. Whatever the latest and greatest term is for somebody who's very negative, I think we need to portray ourselves, and I know I need to portray myself a little bit more positively, not to put on a front, not to put on an act. We want to be ourselves, but at the same time to let that light of Christ shine to those round about. 
Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 14 says, Pursue peace with all people and holiness, without which no one would see the Lord, looking carefully lest anyone fall short of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up cause trouble, and by this many become defiled. And negativity is maybe just one piece of that root of bitterness that can kind of spring up in, in, in us. But typically when you think of bitter, you think of sour, something you don't want, something you want to get rid of, something that kind of taints the sweetness that we have in our lives. And therefore that negativity, the eternal pessimist that we see or that we encounter from time to time who nothing is good enough, nothing is ever going to be right for them. It just seems like... There's always, always a rain cloud and never a rainbow. And as we live our lives, I think it's important for us to recognize that root of bitterness that can spring up and cause us trouble, but also because of that, that many can become defiled. And as always, this subject matter is near and dear to my heart because that's something I need to work on a lot. I need to work on that bitterness that comes from within. Sometimes the contentment that I fail to be able to have kind of haunts me and it, it allows those roots that are within my heart from time to time to say, man, I wish I didn't have it so bad. When instead I should be looking around and say, look how great I have it. Look what the Lord has blessed me with in my life because we have so many blessings. And I think it's important for us to recognize those roots that are within us that come from our mind and different things that we'll be able to, to encounter tonight. So the Apostle Paul in 2 Corinthians chapter 12 is actually talking to the church, the Christians at Corinth, and, and talking to them about what he doesn't want to see when he revisits them. 2 Corinthians 12 and verse 20 says, For I fear... Lest when I come I shall find you such as I, such as I wish, and that I shall be found by you such as you do not wish, lest there be contentions, jealousy, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, backbitings, whisperings, conceits, tumults, lest when I come again my God will humble me among you, and I shall mourn for many who have sinned before and have not repented of the uncleanness, fornication, and lewdness which they have practiced. And when you think about the Apostle Paul writing this to a church, you think, man, that church had a lot of problems. The church at churches at Corinth did have some issues. And they aren't facing anything probably that we don't face today, but you, you can see the list of things right there that could be causing the bitterness. The things that Paul says, when I come again, I hope that I don't see this happening among you. I hope that those things that you have done in the past, and it didn't say you might have done them, you might do them. It says these are things that you have passed. You have all sinned. I need you to repent of that uncleanness, the fornication, the lewdness that you have practiced. And you think, yeah, that church at Corinth, they had some stuff they needed to work on. They needed to really get a lot of things fixed. But I think we have to look at ourselves and say, okay, minor or major, however we want to, to, to think about it in our minds, there are things that I've got to work on to make sure that my light shines to those round about. Because if I'm coming across negatively, if I'm participating in some of these things, and you think, well, I'm not going to participate in those things. Well, maybe consciously we don't, but maybe sometimes we're supportive of those things, or maybe we're not vocal enough against some of those things. 
And I will tell you, contentions and jealousies, the very first two on that list, are, are, are two that, if you really look at the definition of those words, that sometimes I think we all get kind of wrapped up into and saying, well, you know, I wish I had it better than I had it. I wish I had it as good as somebody else. We become jealous of other people's possessions or other people's jobs, maybe other people's families. You know, we look at families from time to time and say, man, that family's really got it together. I wish I had what they have. Instead of looking inwardly and say, how do I create what they have or what I feel like they have? But I promise you, those families out there that that seem like they have everything together are battling the same things that, that we are day in and day out, the same thing that I am. Regardless of how you view me and say, man, that guy's got it together, I have issues that I've got to work on constantly. Brent talked this morning about making sure that we have a plan. And if you have some of these things, I can tell you the outburst of wrath is one that, that, that I get from time to time, and my wife will look at me and say, why are you mad at me? I'm like, I'm not mad at you then why are you, you treating, why are you having these outbursts? And it's things like that that we have to kind of say, I've got to clean this up in order to let my light shine and to be what Christ wants me to be in my life. The inspired word of God has been given to us for us for reproof and correction, as it tells us in 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17. It is given to us so that we can look at those churches that Paul wrote to and says, make sure that you clean this up in your, in your place. And as some of these things apply to you tonight, I want you to do that in your life. Examine yourself, not look at your neighbor and say, man, I'm sure I'm glad Mike spoke on that so that they could get their act together. But to look and say, what can I do differently in my life to make my light shine brighter for Christ? I think it's important for us to do that in our lives. James chapter 3 and verse 16 says, For where envy and self-seeking exist, confusion and every evil thing, and every evil thing are there. For where envy and self-seeking, so the selfishness piece of it. We all like to be comfortable. We all like to be pampered. We all like to be taken care of. How far does that go? Does that go to the expense of your spouse? Does that go to the expense of your children, your families? You know, one of the things that I'm going to have a list up here in a little bit that, that I'll say right now is not all-inclusive to roots of bitterness that can come in our heart. But, you know, there's so many times where I'm like, I get envious or I get to where I want to get back into what I consider my routine. And I don't know what you feel like your routine is, but... Sometimes it's like I have so much going on with my personal life and also referring back to Brent's lesson, sometimes we put too much into our jobs or into the projects that we have going on and we stress ourselves out and don't allow enough time for God in there. But we have to make sure that sometimes those self, selfish ambitions like even our general routine isn't keeping us from serving others the way we should and allowing that root of bitterness to be able to spring forward and spring up in our hearts and allow it to, allow it to derail us in our lives. For envy and self-seeking exist. Confusion and every evil thing are there. Every evil thing. So you think about all the bad things that could, are ever mentioned in the Bible. It's all contained in some of the envy and self-seeking that we can have 
So I think that's one that we really need to pay attention to. We're going to come back to James 3 uh, later on in the lesson. Most of you know where we live on 11th and Amarillo in the old uh, 11th and Amarillo Church of Christ that uh, started in 1955. And when you take a look at this picture here, some of you will remember that, uh, that place that used to have asphalt and there was places for parking on the very front of this. Um, due to city requirements and city codes, we had to turn that into yard. And, and uh, some of you that uh, do very well with lawn manicures are looking at this saying, well, that's not a very good attempt at a yard. But we got grass growing. And the point was we had to get grass growing uh, for the city. And we wanted to make it make a little, look a little bit nicer. And to begin with, we had this nice grass growing. And then soon, pretty soon, we have these little broadleaf grasses that like to grow up. And uh, I don't know if any of you have dealt with these, but uh, they're very hard to get rid of because this is actually this year's picture. And I've been trying for three years now to get rid of those things out front there. And it has not been an easy task. And to begin with, we tilled everything up. We got what I felt like was decent soil. And we did all those things we felt like we should. Maybe not enough weed controlled or weed and feed, but as we go through, but we could pull those weeds up, but if you pulled them up from the top, guess what was underneath? And that's maybe not a real good, easy picture to see the roots, but if you pull those things up by the roots, sometimes you really think you got it. You think, okay, that one's not coming back. And every once in a while, I'll get a sharpshooter, and I'll go down really deep, and I'll, I'll dig up underneath there, and I'll try to get it all, and I think I've got it all. And for this, like I said, the third year, I've been trying to get rid of that. This picture's maybe not super clear, but down at the bottom, when I got the sharpshooter, you don't see those on the, uh, the one on the right, your left, uh, is actually the bottom of that. But see how gnarly those little roots are there? They're gnarly and ugly. And those big old thick roots, the white roots that you see on the, on, on this side over here, those things are what's buried deep down inside. And if you get those up completely from the bottom, if you get those completely out, you're pretty much probably going to do away with that weed or that grass that you're trying to get rid of in your yard. And you think, well, what does this have to do with me and my Christian life? In our lives, we have ugly weeds that spring out those roots of bitterness that will come out and they'll spring out and you'll have a perfectly manicured lawn and then all of a sudden you'll have this ugly weed that will come out. It'll come out of your mouth and you'll say something that you shouldn't say. You'll do some, something you shouldn't do. You'll think something that you shouldn't think. And then you think, well, I pull it out. You pluck off the top of that. And guess what? You've taken care of it for a minute. Your lawn looks good again. But then after a couple of days, that weed starts growing back again. You dig it up from the roots or pull it up from the roots and you think you've got it all. And then at that point, you've got everything under control. Well, a few weeks later, here it comes again. You dig down deeper and get to the very bottom of that root and pull that up and try to eliminate that problem. Then you won't have that weed or that root of bitterness at all. So we think about those roots of bitterness and we think about what is in our heart and in our mind and what controls the actions that we have. You can probably all think of something within yourself that you've battled with in your life. 
some roots of bitterness, some things that have led you down paths that you shouldn't go down. And not asking for confessions this evening on what that is, but we all have those things, and sometimes we bury those roots. When we think about those roots that can grow in our heart, and as I said, this list is not going to be all-inclusive, but, um, you know, it's kind of interesting. This, this is a list that I made. Um, the ego is number one up there. I got to work on ego, and that doesn't mean everything on this list is something I need to work on, but kind of, uh, kind of picked a few people's brains on this, too, on things I should add to the list. You think, well, it stops there, but no, we can keep on going with all sorts of others as we go on and continue to add some more and more that the Bible will teach us of. And I probably could have filled two or three slides with roots that can grow in our hearts and those roots right there of some of those things that can cause so much pain and so much bitterness in our lives and as the scripture talks about can spread that to other people's lives. And when we look at some of those, we think, well, I don't have a problem with this, and this isn't a checklist for you to take home and say, uh, I've, I've got it under control, got it under control, got it under control. These are things that no matter who you are can creep up into your lives. And there may be other things that you guys can think of that you need to add to this list too that can creep up in our Christian lives, that can cause us to stumble, can cause our families to stumble, can cause heartache, and can cause issues for other brethren in the church, can cause issues in the church, can cause issues in our families, can cause people to be separated, divorced, sep- all sorts of bad things, and as the scripture says, all sorts of evil that can come if we allow these roots to spring up. And we look at that list, and you think about that list, and, and you think, well, I can handle most things and there's some things on here that don't bother me the scripture was brought out about you will not be tempted above that which you can bear by brother connor on wednesday night and we aren't there is an out for all these all those roots that we may have buried deep within our heart that we try to keep under control and maybe feel like we've dug them out completely we're not going to be tempted above that which we can bear and we have to recall that and use those scriptures to understand that is where we are So I go back to this picture for the simple reason of this is not the way it was when we moved in three years ago. This is how it was. It had asphalt, as I talked about, that was parking. Now, uh, I may be be criticized by some some people who know botany better than I do, but I believe those roots of that broadleaf grass were underneath this asphalt because we certainly didn't plant them, and I don't think a seed did, and as big as those roots were, I think they had to be there. 1977 is when that asphalt was put in. We removed the asphalt, and that root was still underneath there, in my opinion, was still underneath that asphalt. And as soon as it got sunshine and it got a little bit of rain and a little bit of nutrients, guess what? It grew up into those broadleaf grasses that I'm still trying to get rid of today. That same thing, make application to those issues that you may have had control of for years, decades, and you still have to be careful that that root doesn't come back, that maybe you've covered up with asphalt and I'm not ever going to expose that root again of bitterness to be able to be stumbled uh, or have a stumbling block for myself or anybody else. We have to make sure that in our lives we are protecting ourselves 
I didn't ask Brother Landon to leave battle, the battle belongs to the Lord, but that song came to mind as one that would go very well with that battle that we fight every single day, and that battle does belong to the Lord. And I think it's important for us to remember that when we think about this list, and then whatever you add to this list as far as those roots that you have within your heart that could cause you troubles and cause you heartache in your life. So the solution, simple solution to controlling the roots of bitterness is to keep them from taking over our heart. And when we talk about practical application from time to time, I know it's, it's easy for me to stand up here and it's easy for me as I was putting this lesson together to rationalize the things that I wanted to present this evening. But as you can well talk, and I urge you not to do this, but if you ask Lenise the last couple of weeks um, how my attitude has been at home, it hasn't been real great. And I had some of those roots of bitterness coming out and they were two of the things that actually weren't on the list. I think a little bit work-related from stress and anxiety, quite honestly, because I put into my mind, these, there's X amount of things I've got to get done before this youth meeting, and then next thing you know, I'm overwhelmed, and then I've got this going on and that going on, and things aren't going great at work, and then next thing you know, I'm having another outburst of wrath, or I'm doing something that is not necessarily something that, uh, that shouts out Christianity or lets my light shine to those around about and certainly stuff that probably Lanice shouldn't have to put up with. So it's those things that we have to let those keep those from taking over our heart. Psalms chapter 1 and verse 1 3. So when we talk about the solutions, all of us can probably say this evening, yes, it's pretty easy. Do this right here and you won't have any roots of bitterness in your heart. None of those things on the list will ever affect you. But it says, Psalms chapter 1, verse 1, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seats of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season. Whoso leaf also... Whoso, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whosoever he does shall prosper. So it's important for us to meditate in his word. If we meditate, and simply enough to say, okay, how do I keep that root of bitterness out of my heart, or keep those roots from ever springing up, is fill it with something else. Fill your heart with something else. The fellowship opportunities that we have. <laughs> Um, the participation that is already evident for our youth meeting that's going to be coming up and, and some of the, the, the good works that have happened behind the scenes getting ready for, uh, for that to happen. Uh, there's so much work that goes on all the time, regardless if it's youth meeting time or not, that, that sometimes can, we can fill, our, fill ourselves with and that free time that we have that maybe allows those roots to spring up and, and to take, take root or, or get a stronger hold on us can be filled with maybe something that talking to a brother and sister in Christ can help us with. That accountability that Brent talked about this morning that we can have one to another and say, hey, I'm having an issue right now. I need some help with this. Or when you smash your, your finger with a hammer or something and the first thing that pops into your head is a curse word, why? There's, it's a heart issue that we need to get fixed. And part of it and the biggest part of the solution is to meditate in the law or in the word that has been given to us day and night. 
simply said, let the bitterness go and be kind. As it tells us in Ephesians chapter 31, let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice and be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God and Christ forgave you. How hard is it for us to be kind one to another? And you say, well, it's not hard. Well, sometimes it's hard. You know, just sometimes it's hard for us to be. Why is it so hard? Because we've allowed that root of bitterness to spring out and something inside of us has said, I don't need to be kind right now or I'm going to snap back or I'm going to say something I shouldn't say maybe to put somebody down. It, it happens and you all know situations you've probably been in where those things happen. Be kind one to another, tender-hearted forgiving one another, and we're not going to spend a lot of time on forgiveness, but allowing our hearts to be not holding a grudge against somebody else for something they've done against us will allow that root of bitterness not to spring up within us also. Fill our hearts with those things of a spiritual nature. Colossians chapter 3, verse 1 through 7, if, ye, if then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ is sitting on the right hand of God, set your mind on things above, not on things of this earth. That scripture right there gives us so many things that we should, should stay away from, but most of all, that where our heart is, that's where our mind will be also. And if we set those things on Christ's word, what his will is for us, get rid of those selfish ambitions, get rid of those envyings and those jealousies that are so easily spring up as far as those roots of bitterness and keep those under control. Fill our hearts with the goodness that has been given to us. And when we're having struggles, that reach out for help, pray to God for help during those times that we're not going to be tempted above that which we can bear. We will do away with those roots of bitterness in our life or keep them down to a minimum so they don't control us in our lives. And then simply fill your heart with wisdom, peace, and good conduct. James chapter 3 and verse 13, and I'm not going to read the whole thing, but we talked about the envying and self-seeking uh, and every evil thing are there. It says, let in verse 13, it says, let him show by good conduct that his works are done in the meekness of wisdom. And in verse 17, but the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, willing to yield, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality and without hypocrisy. Now the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. And again, ask the same question. How hard is, is it for us to be kind? How hard is it for us to be peaceful? Sometimes it's very hard, isn't it? It's because we've allowed those roots of bitterness to get within our hearts and take over our heart instead of controlling our body and our mind through those things that we've been given. Keep that peace and show good conduct and those works of wisdom and meekness. Again, that we're not self-seeking, that we yield as it tells us to. And then simply find your happy place. Always reconcile to God, the Spirit, Jesus, and the accountability that we should have to each other to treat each other the way we should. Because if we can't treat each other the way we should, how are we going to reach others outside our neighbors or those that we work with or those that we go to school with? How are we going to reach them and entice them to even have a part of what Jesus offers them in our lives? Ephesians chapter 5, verse 17 says, Therefore, do not be unwise, 
but understand what the will of the Lord is, and do not be drunk with wine in which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual song, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Finally, in verse 21, submitting to one another in the fear of God. In submission, we always want to think about the marriage relationship and submission, but it says submit one to another. That doesn't give us an option to say, well, it's just talking about husbands and wives and children have to submit, and there are verses that go along with that in Ephesians chapter 5, but it tells us that we are to submit one to another. And the more that we do that, the more we are yielding ourselves, the, more the less self-fulfilling that we are in our lives, the more it's going to be hard for those roots of bitterness to come up in our heart. And then finally, simply indulge in the fruits of the spirits. And Brent touched on this this morning, Galatians 5, 22 and 23. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. And that law that there is nothing against in doing those things and practicing those things, that will fill our hearts. And even if we have those roots within our heart that are buried deep under asphalt or whatever we did years ago to keep those things from springing up. They may still be there. It's going to keep them in check. And every second, every minute, every day, every week, every month, every year, we need to make sure that we review ourselves and examine ourselves to keep those roots under control so they don't make our light not to shine to those around about. haven't talked on the first principles this evening, but if there be one here who, first of all, needs to be baptized, added to that kingdom through baptism, to touch that blood of Christ through the similitude of the death, burial, and resurrection that he did for us, the blood that he shed for us so that we can have that remission of sins. But if there be one here who needs the help of the congregation here, needs the prayers, needs the, needs the, the strength that we can gain from one another, and would like to make that publicly known this evening, please come have a seat on the front pew as we stand and sing the song that's been selected.